Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. What is happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts. And I'm Sarah Lucy, and this is Branded, your comprehensive guide to creative branding. And on this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about writing a book. This is something we both recently went through, and I'm still going through, but you, at the time we're recording this, you just launched your book a couple days ago. I did, and it's it was a whirlwind of excitement. And did you hear that? I always get teased for my whiz. Yeah, he's the only person I know that actually pronounces the H's. And like, yeah, if you have a, a WH, I definitely have to get the, the oh my God. I gotta get the yeah. H in there. You literally, but, <laughs> no one in the world pronounces the H in like what? I, I think you have you to. Do. It's just, it's part of it. You, what are you talking about? But so your book is about, about how to mispronounce <laughs> very basic words. No, that's not true because it's there for a reason and it's not silent. So anyways, uh, yes, I did just publish my book. It just came out. Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's been, I think I got the, I think I got the first shipment on Monday. Here we are on Thursday recording the episode. So it's been out a few days uh, and I'm super, super stoked about it. I have a copy right here under the red hat, how to stand out in a crowded marketplace. Man, it's filled with all these good tips and tricks and strategies for you to, well, build your personal brand. And uh, it's all about how I found my red hat and what that red hat did for my business growth. It was it was really amazing. We're not really here to talk about the book itself. We're here to talk about the process yes, of writing not, a book. This is not an ad, we promise. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but it is available on Amazon right now. So if you will. <laughs> if, uh, there's a link in the show notes. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I, what, what kind of podcast host would I be if I wasn't, you know, telling you to, to, to buy of my course. book? But No, but. Both of us are entrepreneurs. We're both building our own personal brands or professional brands. And publishing a book is just so impactful for your brand. So what was your goal? Like, why did you decide you wanted to write a book? Yeah. And, you know, I've, I kind of, I've kind of told the story, but hopefully people listening haven't heard it yet. What ended up happening for me was uh, I got booked to go speak at Entrepreneurs Organizations Hub in San Diego. And I flew out to San Diego. And the room was, I don't know, there's probably 100 people in the room uh, when I gave the talk. And it went really well. I mean, I was on stage for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, something like that, and engaging with the audience and answering questions and just expanding on my talk, which was covering uh, generative AI. Of course, talking about ChatGPT and some other generative AI tools that are out there. And after my talk, it was a bit of a happy hour after the fact, everybody just hanging around, mingling, talking. And multiple people came up and said, man, love your talk. Uh, would love to buy your book. But the only problem there was, well, I I didn't have a book. I love how they <laughs> so, just assumed. Yeah, they just, well, that's how good a speaker I am. People just assume that if the guy's crushing the stage, he's got to have just multiple books. That explains <laughs> why no one's ever asked me if they could buy my book. 
I don't think that's the case on either of those statements that I just made. But yeah, they just assumed that as a speaker, you would have a book to go with your talks. And I didn't. And I felt super exposed. I felt super amateur. Of course, I tried to play it off while I was there. Uh, in this room filled with very successful entrepreneurs. But when I got back home, I was like, man, I, I can't let that happen again. I got to have a book and I got to have a book now. So I started thinking of, you know, what could I write that would reflect what my business does? And with Red Hat Media, we're all about three things, podcasting, branding, and AI. So I wanted to leverage all three of those to write the book. And that's exactly what I did. And that's why it's called Under the Red Hat. The Red Hat's my personal brand, but we've talked about it on multiple episodes, how your brand isn't just a logo or a, a graphic of some sort. It's really everything behind that logo, or in my case, everything underneath it. And that's what inspired me to call the book Under the Red Hat. But that's really what I, I you know, it was, again, it was a learning experience. I got out there, I was exposed and, and knew that I had to, to remedy that as quickly as possible. And this just happened. Uh, what was it, August, September, somewhere in that time frame there that, that this happened. So it, it's only been a few months since it happened. And I got back home and was so determined not to let that happen again that I wrote and published my whole book uh, in, over that span of time there. See, and that's what makes me mad because I started writing my book in, I want to say like April of 2023. And we're sitting here in January of 2024. And I just finished my draft last night. So oh, mine's going a little slower, but I feel like I actually went into mine kind of opposite. I didn't yeah. necessarily go into it as a, I, I want this book for my business. It was more, I have all of these thoughts on this topic. I love talking about it. I could nerd out on it for hours. Let me put it into a book and maybe then it'll impact my business. It was really more for me the content. And if nobody ever read it, that's fine. But just putting it all on paper was a really good way for me to organize my thoughts on it. And that's actually helped me in other places because it's helped me. I've taken that content and uh, released things as eBooks, or I've incorporated them into presentations or into podcast episodes. We've had a few episodes of this show that I pulled um, some of the content directly from my book, um, even though it was still in draft. So I, I think I kind of went about it the opposite way from you. Oh, I think so too. I, you, you, you were very deliberate in your thought process in putting your book together. And I think it's a great demonstration of we had two different goals. You know, we had two different motivations for writing our books. Now, the end result is still going to play back into the fact that we're building our brands uh, through authorship. But Again, two totally different thought processes, two totally different mindsets, and two extremely different approaches to writing the books. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to have a couple different episodes focusing on this topic of writing a book and self-publishing. But for anyone that's thinking about doing this, like this is that first step is what is your goal and what is the topic and the concept for that book? And if you're doing it, the way that we did. So for thought leadership and for business and branding, really take that time to think about what is this impact it's going to have on my brand. You want, like, I thought I was done with my book months ago. I was, I sent it to my publisher. I was like, we're good. I got this. And then I read it. I'm like, this is crap. And <laughs> I could have gone in and just published it anyway, just because like they say, Getting a, having a published book and having your 
just your name as author is key to like uh, credibility. But I didn't want my name on something I wasn't proud of. So I'd rather take more time and be embarrassed anytime someone says, oh, is that book out yet? Because I've been saying that, yeah, it's coming out in a couple months for about a year. I'd rather say like, no, it's not ready yet than just put something out there that I don't want to promote that I'm not proud of. Well, and it's funny you you say that because, I mean, you know this, but it's been four or five years ago. I actually wrote a different book. I did have a book that I wrote. It's a, it's a really great name. It really shows off your hey, knowledge hey, of mathematics. Hey, 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 let's dial that back a little bit here. But <laughs> but just like what you're saying, you know, I kind of, not kind of, I definitely look back on it and go, oh my gosh, what was I thinking when I wrote this? Because I actually hired a coach and she's amazing. She, Laura Peterson is her name. She is amazing. Uh, she does a tremendous job at, at helping people self-publish and get published quickly. Uh, she does a tremendous job at that. Uh, and she's still a friend of mine to this day. Matter of fact, she even consulted with me a bit on my latest book in, in formatting the book and helping me get it ready for self-publishing. So shout out to Laura Peterson for her help there. I joined her. Uh, it was a 30-day challenge, write your book in 30 days. And I started writing my book even back then. And my whole goal was to write a book on podcasting, how to start a podcast. And as Sarah so kindly referenced earlier, uh, I called it one plus one equals podcast concept if you're familiar with algebra that means podcast also equals two and i have a prolonged silence here just to to demonstrate my frustration Uh, (laughs) it's just so nonsense just the title it was supposed to be somewhat nonsensical but it was also supposed to convey the message of starting a podcast is super super simple so uh while it may not have conveyed that message clearly uh, i added a subtitle and what did I say? Uh, the subtitle was, and this is great. This is it just is simplifying the equation of podcasting success. I mean, that that is simplify a the equation of that subtitle. No doubt. Right. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but the bottom line was I needed a book and I wrote a book back then. Didn't really understand how I was going to use the book. I just heard that, hey, you got to have a book. And unlike Sarah, thinking through the process and making sure that she's happy with the output then I was just looking to write a book. And when I had started writing that book, uh, it was a 30-day challenge, get published in 30 days. And about 10 days into the challenge, I realized I was writing a book that had nothing to do with podcasting. It was more of a memoir. I mean, it was my life story. It was like an autobiography that I was putting together here. So I had to scratch it completely. And I ended up writing my book and getting published in uh, under 20 days. So it was it was a great experience. And I learned a lot. But you're not going to find that book on Amazon anymore because I look back now and I'm less than pleased with it so much so that I unpublished it. So I, I yanked it down. And that's something that I want to avoid going forward. But at the same time, you've heard us talk about podcasting and how if you listen to your first episode of your podcast after you've released 100 episodes of your podcast, If you're not embarrassed by episode one, well, then there's a different problem. You're not growing. You're not evolving. So I look back on that experience very, very fondly. It was a it was a a a moment of growth, and it was really just me getting my roots and and getting a foundation for me to build my entrepreneurial journey on. So we're looking at it from a little different perspective. Sarah's much more mature than I was, even when I was much older than her still, even just five years ago, but she's looking at it from an entirely different perspective that I have a lot of respect for. 
I think it's also, it comes down to something we talk about a lot with content creation and not putting out content for the sake of putting out content. And if you go, like anybody can write a book and just put words on paper, but you want to make sure that it has a point and not even just because it's going to represent you and it's going to reflect you, but also if you're not putting out a book that you're proud of and that excites you, it's the same thing like with the podcast, you need to be putting out a podcast that you would want to listen to because that's what's going to keep you excited about it. That's what's going to keep you really motivated and keep putting out content and keep promoting it. So if you just write a book just for the sake of writing a book, you're not going to be proud of it. You're not going to promote it. And also people aren't going to enjoy it. They'll be able to read this and say, okay, clearly they just threw this together. Like there's no heart to it. There's no personal touch to it. It's just information. No, it's funny that you say that because... Some people may look at my book and go, well, Larry, did you even really write your book? And the reason the answer is no. I don't know. I don't know. I debate because <laughs> I, th I say I did. Um, now, I did use ChatGPT to help me write my book. And I actually wrote this book even faster than I wrote my one plus one equals podcast book. But I believe that the tool that I used just helped me expedite the writing process. Sure, ChatGPT gave me some of the content for the book, but I still went in and I put my own anecdotes, my own stories, my own experiences, my own self into the book as well. Now, I was able to knock this book out. I had the framework knocked out in about four hours. I mean, I had chapters. I had everything all lined out in about four hours. It took me longer than that to figure out my title, and I still haven't <laughs> even figured it out. I'm sending my book to early reviewers, and there's two title options because I cannot choose. <laughs> Well, and see, that that's all part of the process, and that's fine. It's two different approaches with two different desired outcomes. You know, I don't want to go into another talk and not have a book. And I didn't have another talk. Did I have another talk? Yeah, I had one with the, with, with the state of Texas. I think I had one or two yeah. there. But I didn't have any AI talks in an entrepreneurial setting uh, after that particular talk. And I didn't want to find myself exposed in that environment again. And so my goal was to get a book and get it relevant and get it done quickly. And you go, well, Larry, you called it under the red hat, which is all about branding, but you're talking about AI. Well, I used AI to write the book. So using AI to help me write the book demonstrated that we can leverage these new tools and accomplish very similar goals in a, in a shorter amount of time. So my goals for my book, totally different than your goal for your book. And it that's why we're allowed to take these multiple different approaches. And there's not one set way that any of the listeners out there right now necessarily have to take to get their book written to help build their brand. Yeah. I mean, do it the way that feels genuine to you and do it the way that is just works with how you write or how you think, because if you're trying to follow someone else's framework, it's just not going to be yours. And I, I have a friend of mine who is also working on her book at the same time. She's actually the illustrator of my book. Her name's uh, or her brand is Jasmine designs, the creative business kitchen. And she is going a completely different approach as me. All of her content is currently on sticky notes on her wall. And I, I went a different way and kind of just started writing and then I'll figure out the structure later. So the way that it works best for you is going to work best for you. So there's no right or wrong way to get started, but just start figuring out what you're, what you're trying to say and just start 
even if you set a goal to write um, a page a day or a chapter a week or whatever it is, those don't have to be cohesive. They don't have to make sense. Just start writing and hit those page count goals, whatever it is. You'll go back later and read it and put it all together. It doesn't have to be, okay, I'm starting with chapter one. Everything is outlined. I know exactly where this is going because it's going to change anyway. I changed the content of my book at least 14 times so far, including this morning. <laughs> Literally, we were on a yes. call before we got out here and started recording. We're like, do we want to do this? Do we want to do that? What do you think about this? Re what do you think restructured about that? chapters, combine stuff, change the title. Yeah. I, it's, well, I moved it's this okay. chapter to here. What do you think? Do you think it flows better here or there? But the yeah. point is, Sarah, what you were doing was what? You started. And mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest challenge that a lot of people have. That writing a book is an intimidating process. And really putting yourself out there in this sort of very vulnerable way is scary. It's it's no different yeah. than podcasting. It's no different than putting yourself out there on social media and showing your true authentic self out there. Uh, and then I'm sitting here saying, put your true authentic self out there. And you're like, well, Larry, Larry uh, you, you use ChatGPT. Is that really your true authentic self? I feel like you're the one saying that. No, I hear it a lot. Okay, and, do you? Yeah, I, don't I do. Think I, I, I never lot. said that to you. And, and that's one of the things, too, in that, you know, I'm not trying to pull the wool over people's eyes with this book. I'm not oh, trying yeah. to, to, to trick anybody. I actually have a, a multiple page disclaimer in the book at the very front of the book that uh, that tells you, hey, I used AI to write this and here's why. So it, it's not like I'm trying to pass the work off as, you know, um, we're hearing a lot about plagiarism these days, but it, I'm not trying to plagiarize anything or take credit for something that I necessarily didn't do. But what I did do was I used the tool and I trained the tool to sound like me, to write like me, to tell stories that are relevant to me and the red hat. And that was the tool that I used. You know, Sarah, you use a, a different tool. You use, well, creativity. my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah GPT. Um, but no, I mean, when, like you said, it's a, it's a scary process I and mean, it can seem like a big lift. So it's even important to think about like, what are ways that we can make this easier and if you're already a content creator, you can write a book pretty easily by just taking content you've already written. There's so many people who have taken their podcast and turned it into a book. Sure. A lot of people go the other way and take they write a book and then they create a podcast. But you can go the other direction. You have all of these episodes of content. If you've had if they're already transcribed, take those transcriptions and rework them into a book. If you already have a blog, take those blog posts and turn them into a book. So you can put a book out without having to spend a year rewriting it over and over again because nothing is ever right and your brain stops working. Not that that's what I did at all. Uh, that didn't but sound like some sort of ad did, admission did, or, or, or confession. Did I get too personal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like there are, are easy ways that you can do it. And also remember that books don't have to be 350 pages. You don't have to write the great American novel. You can have a book that's 100, 150 pages, a quick read, something that someone can read in one sitting. That's still a book. Yeah. Like, I, don't know. I mean, my goal was to make sure I had a spine. You know, I, I want to make sure that I have a spine and I didn't want a pamphlet. And I, mm -hmm. I ended up right at 163 pages in the yeah. book. You know, uh, so... Uh, now, my other book, the, the one plus one equals podcast, I think it was uh, maybe 120 ish, something like that. Mm -hmm. it, it was barely not a pamphlet, uh, but it's fine. It served its purpose, you yeah. know, and it, it, it gave me that introduction into writing. And I actually did write that one. I didn't we didn't have ChatGPT five years ago. So I actually had to write that one out. 
That explains it. Yeah. (laughs) That's why. But you know, what's, what's funny is it it was, it was great because the community that I had at the time, they stepped up and that one plus one equals podcast, even though I, I I don't talk about it other than when Sarah brings it up to make fun of me, it it was a number one bestseller on Amazon. It still accomplished the goals. I got social proof that now I'm a number Mm -hmm. one bestselling author on Amazon as social proof that I could leverage to continue to build my audience and continue to build my brand. Now, again, my brand's evolved and that's not really where it's at now, but it served its purpose at the time. And the biggest thing where there was that I just, I did it. I started. And Sarah, you keep, keep saying, start here, start here, or you can start there. You can start wherever you want to start, but that's the key word here. It's just freaking start. Just start. And and it's scary. It's a big thing. And one thing that helped me get started too was, and this might be opposite for some people, I didn't give myself a deadline. I think a lot of people, and myself included in most cases, I work much better if I have a deadline because I know this has to get done, so I'm going to do it. But I started with a deadline and I wanted to have the book done by a certain time. And that's why when I thought I was done the first time, I realized it was crap is because I wasn't trying to write the best book. I was trying to write a book by a certain date. Yeah. yeah. So giving yourself the freedom to write when you feel inspired or like take a break from it and go learn more and go do more and experience more so that you can add more to your book, whatever it is. Your process is your process. There's no hard time that you have to have a book published by. So do it the way that it feels right for you and the way that makes sense. I, I just got to say, I just love our show. And I love our show because of the, the distinct contrast in messaging <laughs> and, and style. I mean, honestly, you know, you're taking it from a much more creative and much more uh, uh, inspired approach. Whereas me, you know, I'm, I'm doing a talk at PodFest in a couple of weeks here on how to write your book with AI in a week. So it's it's taking it from concept to publish in, in a week. And you're saying, man, just just take your time. Write when you're inspired. Be creative. Feel that. Feel that 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 influence that you have. And and I I love it. <laughs> we both. are such different people. It's so 100%. true. Hundred percent. And that's and, why I love this show because yeah. we have the, this contrast of styles. And I mean, it, just if you look back at just who we are, I mean, you did 20 years in business IT at, while I was working in the creative department of an ad agency. Like we have that different background, that different experience. And I like it too, because at no point I, is either of us wrong. It's uh, exactly. not, yeah, which I mean, I'm sure both of us have said plenty of things that have been inaccurate and incorrect. <laughs> but what I mean is conceptually it's, speaking, it's neither not, of us it's are not wrong. one of us versus the other. It's right. we, it's so important as anyone that is in a thought leadership position or a business owner to recognize that there are so many different perspectives. And even though you and I come at things differently, I learn so much from the way you do things. And then like, I know that there's been things that you've learned from me. So hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Um, being able to have those differences are so helpful because sometimes my way doesn't work for even myself and I need someone else's way of doing things. So you have to be able to adapt and having someone who is so opposite from you helps give you something to adapt into almost, if that makes sense. Oh, it definitely does. And I I just think it's amazing. So I, I, we are our own biggest fan. 
We are. We are. <laughs> and I, I, I do love the guy under the red hat. That's for sure. But man, hopefully you guys listening found some value in this episode today with a contrast of styles and perspectives. Hopefully it resonated one or the other with you or both. I mean, I, ideally, we, we both can can help you in, in some form or fashion. So if you did find some value in this episode, do us a favor. Go ahead and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, whether you're watching the video on YouTube or whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you continuing to listen to the show. And with that, I'm Larry Roberts. I'm Sarah Lucy. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.